The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It's April 15th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. And uh, who's that handsome devil looking like he stepped out of a J. Crew catalog? <laughs> not, not me. <laughs> Rocking the glasses tonight, up. Matt. Guy with a screwed up eye. My contacts were uh, giving me a, a literal headache today, so I take them out. Dude, I just ordered prescription glasses for the first time in 20 years, and I just ordered disposable contacts because they're saying that touching your eyes, contacts can store so much bacteria. It's like a simple precautionary oh. measure. So you're ahead of the curve, man. I definitely meant to do that. <laughs> dude i would get the supposedly what is it the two week or one month contacts and i would wear those things for six months oh same here same here dude that's what caused me my left eye getting all screwed up i think yeah well i'd take them out at night but i would keep the same pair but i, I got a corneal ulcer once uh that was a whole thing i won't bore people with the details but no man i feel your pain uh so on a more serious note today sucked uh today was like a really really shitty news day for wwe talent employees uh justin uh you're the most credible wrestling journalist here why don't you give the uh the headline and the story before we get into aew and nxt well basically vince had put out a memo he put out a message to uh, the entire company at noon today and it basically explained that they you know due to the current situation with the pandemic going on and just under the WWE world has changed that they are going to uh, make some cuts and some uh, temporary changes for some people that's going to ultimately save uh, $4 million a month is what they're looking to, to save in expenses. And that resulted in about 40% of employees being furloughed. Uh, and it has been debate over what furlough means. Uh, the furlough in this case for WWE is uh, these particular employees get to still uh, keep their benefits. Their benefits are still being supported by WWE, but they're not getting their weekly wages. And and, and they still, and, they're, and, they're, and it's with the expectance that they'll get to come back to their job. So it's essentially being sent home without pay, but you still have your benefits and are still uh, tethered to the company. You can't go elsewhere. Uh, and that does, employees do include a lot of uh, names that the public would know, like backstage producers and agents, some of the retired wrestlers. But then WWE also cut, uh, I think, 15 or in the ballpark of 15 uh, wrestlers, talents, which those are independent contractors. So that is just a clean cut uh, of you are you are done with the company so that's where we're at um it, it, it you know wwe is really basically if you look at it wwe they have always been heavy on roster in the last couple of years they were hoarding talent as we would sometimes say but basically what wwe has gotten lean right now and because they no longer need a heavy roster to sustain two simultaneous house show tours because that's not a thing anymore at least not for the foreseeable future all they need is what they need for tv is they just need the uh, the essential talent that they need for TV. Uh, they don't need a, a deeper roster, and that's essentially what they did today. Is they cut a lot of uh, a lot of talented people who you may not see regularly on TV getting any kind of consistent push, but they would be guys that they would use at house shows. And they're guys that have, you know some of them like Zack Ryder, who have been around since 07 with the company, uh, were, were cut today. So uh, I don't know if you want to go into the whole list or if you want to get into it later, but that was quite the. No, I think we should talk about it. This is what's in yeah. everyone's mind, right? Yeah. I mean, Matt. AEW tonight, 
Can I ask you a question? Can we cut some of these shows short then to do that? Oh, uh, NXT and AEW. I'm in favor of it. I think yeah. we should just talk about highlights tonight. This is much bigger. This is much bigger news. This is back. They haven't made a cut like this since I was released and I was part of a uh, Black Friday many many years ago, back in yeah. 2005. Yep. No, it's insane. Um, so as we talked about Monday, WWE sent out a survey to the fan council talking about attitudes towards COVID-19 and how long are you going to wait until things are open to go to a live event? Uh, is your interest in wrestling affected by everything that's going on in so the world? So all of you fans, so all of you fans that <laughs> said, I'm not coming back for a year, that you, uh, poor Zack Ryder and the rest of them, this is all your fault, all your fault. No, I'm just <laughs> no I think for the XFL, Vince McMahon wanting to keep investors happy. But here's the sure. thing, Matt, $4 million a month for a company that loves to tout we're like a family. We care about our performers. Sure, they're not employees. They're independent contractors, but we care about them. One Saudi Arabia show would cover all of these employees' paychecks for almost a year. And you know what? In their head, they probably think, you know what? We'll go back and get these talents again. I don't believe they will, though. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's a shame. You don't want to see anybody lose their job. This is the, every one of theirs. These are all, you know, not to be weird, but go back because this is how it was for me, and I know I'm not alone. Go back and get a visual, whether you like these talents or not. I want you to visualize them all being five years old, six years old, seven years old, making cardboard championship titles. Um, John Cena is not alone in that. Every single one of us did that. Yeah. Um, taking old school pissy mattresses that your mom and dad were going to throw out instead of putting them in your backyard, having wrestling matches. when you're li- These are what, what every single one of these superstars did for the most part. And they were living out their childhood dreams. So you can look at it two ways. One, they got a chance to do that. You know, you have one match on TV in a pretty decent uh, spotlit situation. You've lived your dream, essentially. Um, some of them got to live it longer than others. Um, but then the other side of this is, well, that sucks that this has ended for them. Um, yeah. The good news is there is, you know, an alternative. There is AEW. And I think for a lot of these tag teams that I saw that got released, uh, or at least uh, Gallows and Anderson, Oh my goodness! Between that, I'm shocked that they would release them right after top, the top guys left the company. I think this is a big mistake on their part. Why would you take away your one of your biggest stars, mm-hmm. best supporters? It makes him a better performer every time he goes out with them, especially on his promos. Why would you take that away? It weakens AJ a little bit. Yeah, and I'm surprised AJ. Uh... Yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised they couldn't come to some agreement to keep them on, even a reduced paycheck for the time being. And that's the thing that's shocking about this to me is that they just uh, – no effort made to say we're going to do something temporary. They know there's no other place they can go right now. AEW's, the AEW doesn't have a help-wanted sign. Uh, they're not on a massive hiring taping uh, spree right now. And, Glenn, I'm glad you said that because, you know, look, I mean, we'll, we'll – one of these 15 or so talents go to AEW? Inevitably, yeah. At some point, they will. But you know, every, every, you know, I, I, was, I was tweeting every time there was a talent released today, and, and, and there was a response every time from somebody on Twitter, oh, they can go to AEW now. This, 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 this problem is not WWE isolated. I don't, yeah. you know, AEW is not a public company, so we don't see their financials like we do with WWE. But it's not like AEW is in a position to go throw in a ton of money right now at a ton of talents. And, I mean, so it's, it's, this is not like, ROH can jump up and grab this talent. And, and, and I mean, this is a worldwide thing right now where revenue is not coming in. 
at least not at the rate that it was, and not the not at the rate that they were. All these companies well, let me budgeted ask you for. Guys this. Yeah. What, what's the situation in Japan for pro wrestling? Is, is, oh, that's they, a good question. Like, I know that so I know that they canceled all events in March, and then I believe, and maybe chat room can verify this. I believe at the first part of April, Japan tried to let shows happen again, and they saw the spike, and they've shut it back down. So I think Japan's back on hold. Okay. Somebody can correct me if I'm if I'm not as hurting here, but okay, because I'll, I'll predict Japan shows, sporting events, will have fans come back to those events. In my opinion, not that I'm a pro on the subject before American fans will. Yeah. Um, it's in my personal opinion. Um, so because of that and the threat that they could, again, I'm speaking of Gallows and Anderson, could easily go back to, uh, to New Japan. Um, and they're going to want to sign them, even though they're not running shows. They're going to want to sign them up. And because of that, they can use that as leverage to AEW say, hey, look, we're going about to get signed here for about a year. We can't say no to this deal. Is there anything you guys can hmm. do? I mean, True. just to make sure that when they come back on the air, AEW has another five-star tag team. Yeah, you kidding not, me? Not to mention the revivals out. The revivals out there too. With with the revival, the revival's going. There is no yeah. questions about this. I agree. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Right. And they will then, which I already think they kind of do. They will definitely have the best tag team uh, division by far that we've seen in quite a long time. So here's the list for anybody who's missed it today. So here's the list of uh, what we know. So wrestlers. So again, these are all independent contractors that are just being straight up cut. Uh, Leo Rush, Eric Young, Heath Slater, Kurt Hawkins, Drake Maverick, EC3, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Sarah Logan, Rowan, Primo Epico, Mike and Maria Canellis, Noe Jose, Rusev, uh, and then from uh, NXT, Alexander Jack sick. I'm sorry, I don't know him. Deanna Perrazzo and MJ Jenkins. I do want to note with J- Drake Maverick though. Drake Maverick had a very emotional video that he put on his on social media not long after the news came out, uh, and he did say that, that he's still going to get to compete in what might be his last matches in the cruiserweight this cru- this interim cruiserweight tournament. I had assumed, like a lot of people, that the cruiserweight matches were already taped with him, so they're just going to air him. Yeah. At least as of a half hour ago, I can tell you that, that his matches have not been taped. So they have said that they're cutting him, but they are still let he, letting him finish out these matches. So that stay tuned for that. Um, and then the producers uh, that are considered employees. Well, all the producers are considered employees except for Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was released, and he's been released and being treated like a, a talent. He's, he's cut. Uh, then the producers who were furloughed, it seems. Uh, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Pat Buck, Fit Finley, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, Lance Storm. Um, uh, and then, then we have the announcers, Aiden English, and Aiden, Aiden English, who was a wrestler who now is an announcer, and then Jerry Soto, who had been a uh, Spanish announcer, referee Mike Kyoto, who had. Oh, we, yeah. we don't know if Mike. I, I have not. I don't, haven't seen anybody verify if Mike Kyoto has been if he was an employee as a referee furloughed or if he's a talent. But he has been with the WWE since 1989. So think about that one. Um, one well, one is that it. Uh, one female writer from Creative, her name Andrea Listenberger. She went public. Uh, apparently, she was the driving force or one of the driving forces behind the Otis Mandy Lee storyline and uh, another one air talent. I believe she's one of the talking heads for their talk shows. Josiah Williams. Yeah. Uh, Josiah. Sorry, sorry, really quick for fans. I don't know what furlough is. I'll give you an example. There's a small, small um, bar or small restaurant, let's say um, business owner, right? When this all hit, they had to close their doors. If they made more than 51% of their business off of alcohol sales, so because of that, they had to close their doors, right? All those waiters and waitresses 
are still technically employed. They're on what's called furlough. What sucks about being on furlough is these people cannot go and apply for, um, what do you call it? Unemployment. Uh, unemployment. Thank you. Unemployment. Um, so for like a job job like that, it's really rough. It sucks. Um, but then again, depending on how fast this passes by and people are going to go back to work, right? And they open the doors of that place one day when they're allowed to, those people have their jobs back. Um, so I don't know. Damned if you do, damned if you don't in this situation almost. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry, Glenn. What were you going to say? Oh, no. Uh, when the, we saw Fit Finley uh, for Lord Landstorm. Um, I mean, people will be in AEW. I, I know yeah. I'm, not, I'm not trying to join the comment section, but yeah. they will be. They need more agents. And Fit Finley was crucial to the to the success of the women in WWE. So AEW could certainly use a Fit Finley uh, in that oh, regard. For the guys, too. Just have another guy backstage tell these guys to, to back up Jericho when he's telling them the little things like, Hold the effing tag ropes during tag matches, guys. It's the yeah. little things that matter here. Come on. Yeah. But, Matt, when you were cut, you were done with TV, right? You were home. You got the call. And they were like, that's yeah. it. Could you imagine no. if you oh, were... I, I was in no. No, I was in a program with Big Show. In fact, I was in the middle of a, of, of a legit feud with him. Um, I was supposed to come back to uh, work him. But then the, the draft happened. But I believe we were still on the same show, and we were still supposed to be lined up. I had just come back from a tour in Japan, which I did really good, me and Carlito versus Akimono and Big Show. Um, so it was a very weird and awkward time to get that release, actually. Yeah. But they didn't put you on TV after they cut you. Oh, God. Um, I think I did air because SmackDown was a taped show back then. Oh, yeah. Um, my match did air versus uh, supposed to be me versus Regal, and the Mexicals came and jumped me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah started that was good times um <laughs> i mean oh my god i can't believe they got away with that now i think about it the mexico how Mex freaking they rode on the truck rode on the tractors right <laughs> how terribly racist oh my goodness matt when you when you were I, I know this was 15 years ago when you were cut from wb how, when how did we not notice how did not make people make more bit of a big deal about it? now that i'm thinking about these guys coming out to attack me. And I'm like, it was a different time. Nobody was sitting there. You know what I mean? No one sat there and said, holy crap, this is just wrong. 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, like 20 yeah. was 22 years ago. Triple H went on the air in is blackface, it? imitating the rock. <laughs> like, well, and on Monday now, night, do you think on Monday night, yeah, Jerry Lawler said ramen noodle sent on yeah, or moonsault. Did you guys think it's people had better sense of, sense of humor about these types of things back then? Or, people were just stupid there wasn't twitter to complain about such oh justin firing shots there's, um there's but there's truth he's right there's truth to that too i know i agree i mean look you look at a film like blazing Public saddles Friday. even bad news bears the language in those films in the late 70s would never fly today i think oh, it yeah. was a different time and for whatever reason i'm not saying you know one is right or one is wrong for for each person individually i think um there are boundaries, and certainly humor is very subjective. But I think in our current climate, you know, Matt, like you said, the Mexicals wouldn't fly in our current climate. Blazing Saddles wouldn't fly in our current climate. Uh, you know, but for whatever reason, then maybe it's because we were less connected as a world. I don't know. But that's uh, we're not going to solve that yeah. tonight. Uh, I want to get to some quick. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Super yeah, chats. Yeah. Uh, Peter Bahi saying to uh, super chat two dollars. Can independent contractors file for unemployment? 
Yes, they can now. There's yeah. a federal program um, that's going to be facilitated and administered through the states yeah. so they can get uh, unemployment, which I think is like $600 a week now or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, Brad Stevens, four ninety nine. I hate to ask this, but there are rumors that there are more cuts coming. Is that true? It does seem like it was a lot of raw talent and unassigned talent. Um, didn't see a lot of SmackDown names and didn't see a lot of NXT names. I wonder if there's a meeting at NXT tonight after taping or something happening tomorrow it was a lot of raw talents and that's that's true and, I, and part of me thought okay well they just got through this week's raw so maybe that's why they're making those cuts like do they not want to make cuts they're already in the process of writing this week's smackdown for friday which is gonna be live are they gonna wait until after that i don't know i don't know if there's gonna be more or not i, I got i hope not but because they have to make this before when's the when's the thing up where they've got to make this budgetary cuts by uh the investor call is next thursday a week from tomorrow yeah oh, then hey yeah, you could be right yeah. yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy, um, just all of this and with everything else uh, going on in the world. Ron Armenta, 999. WWE is in a no-win. We criticize them for continuing shows, and now we will critique them because they let talent go. More will be effective if they don't keep doing shows. My heart goes out to All Impacted. I will say it would have been phenomenally shittier if welcome. they just... Hey, yeah. Really quick, Ron, welcome to the rest of the world, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Welcome to the 17 different... Uh, just the, the, the small restaurants in my city that I can speak off the top of my head that have lost everything, that have filed for bankruptcy in some cases, um, and, and the list goes on. That's every job. That's every employee. WWE is not special to that, nor are there those superstars. That's everybody that's going through that right now. Well, nobody's above that, this happening. That being said, most of those mom and pop restaurants didn't just make an eighteen million dollar super pack contribution to get declared an essential business in the state of Florida right before this happened. So it's not like WWE. Which proves, which, which, yeah. which proves my point to those that want to say that, ooh, they're doing a favor just for WWE mm -hmm. and don't want to read the rest of our governor's memorandum, which yeah. also opened up uh, mental health facilities, mm -hmm. AA and NA groups. So if I want to go speak to an AA group or an NA group about overcoming their addiction, because right now is probably a time which people are going to oh, relapse, most definitely. Um that th those are open our zoos our amusement parks for upkeep uh, again to get people back to work without you know exposing them to getting this by having groups of people around them right and yeah. third on that list was sporting events now why i said personally i think vince mcmahon and wwe could take a different stance on this and use it as an opportunity to teach our youth about taking this part of the social distancing thing seriously you know, by the same token, they're not making money off of this. They have nobody in that arena. They're bleeding money, if anything, by not being able to perform a normal show in front of normal fans in a normal arena. Uh, you know what each fan is is equated to, right? When they go and do, whether it's a house show or a TV show, for mm -hmm. that matter, they have it broken down to what every single person that paid in attendance is worth and what they pay on average. And it's millions. Um and the fact they're not getting that. That's why people are like, oh, they're just doing a favor for WWE. I'm like, for what? Sure. They can run a show in front of an empty arena. Where's the payoff for them on that, though? I still don't get it. Well, yeah. at the same time, though, WWE has half a billion dollars in cash reserves before they even have to touch credit. Um, they're, you know, have these huge TV deals. They're getting these huge money from the Saudi shows. make these cuts. I personally don't think they needed to make No, I don't think they it, need to either. And that's why it's a dick move, Matt, because it's, it's not a mom and pop business like those you're seeing in Longwood, Florida, that just literally can't afford to keep the lights on. There are people out there right now, you know, they've said this before, in a crisis, you see people's true colors, you know, and what matters to them. And I know yes, a lot of businesses, 
mine included, I mean, we're keeping all our employees on staff, you know, right now, even like our, our, uh, our cleaning lady, our pet, uh, groomers, like we're still paying them to just yeah. not show up because we can afford it. We're fortunate. So I look at what WWE is doing and it's just hard to feel sympathy for them, uh, given that they're just making all these cuts oh. just to maintain their profit margin. Yeah. On the yeah, one hand, I don't feel sympathy for WWE yeah. at all. Yeah. I mean, on the we one hand, did. on the one hand, I mean, I expect the WWE to make some announcements of like the, the executives all the way down taking some cuts because it's almost sure. like, it's almost like in this time of crisis, you'd be negligent not to do something to try to trim some fat. But yeah, when you're making these drastic of a cuts to just keep your profit margin at the same place, when you have $250 million coming in this year from Fox for TV, I forget the number for USA. I mean, they're missing out on, they're missing out on live gates for having Raw and SmackDown on the road. But those house shows, those house shows make about $150,000 a night. Which one hundred fifty thousand is one hundred fifty thousand, but it's not like that's where it used to be. That 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 does not include merch sales. Yeah, but but even still, like I ticket, that's their ticket number. But even still, like I mean, the TV is where they need to maintain, and they're maintaining their TV, so they're getting the TV money. So it's kind of like yeah, it's hard to feel some sympathy when they're still getting the big these mega deals for TV. My thing is, Fox and them working to do a damn thing with that company, ratings going down or not, and them saying hey. My suggestion was, why not just say, "Hey, we're gonna take a two. We're gonna take a few weeks off. We're gonna reassess this come May first, because I have a sneaking suspicion this country gets open on May first. Let's just say something to that effect. I don't know. Yeah, and Vince, Vince is on the president's council, talking and gonna be giving some advice about how to reopen the country, restart the economy. Um, it just seems weird. This whole thing just seems really weird. Uh, I feel for everyone that was affected by this, and. Uh, uh, Joey Dorgan with the super chat saying, can AEW survive without any cuts like WWE? I don't think AEW is nearly as, uh, staffed. Fine. I think they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Baby Maharaja, $2 saying we won't get a three MB reunion now, maybe in 10 years. I think Heath could, uh, Heath he could go anywhere. They did. Yeah. And he can go out and get himself over bigger and better than before and come back and do what the other two did. In fact, that's what I saw in comments actions after Drew won the title. And uh, he put that up. Uh, Heath put up that post. It was in tears congratulating his buddy. And somebody put in the comment section, hey, the only thing that needs to happen, unfortunately, is Heath, you need to leave the company, go out there and come back again, be shredded, and um, you have a chance to win the championship too. That's what needs to happen. Sometimes people need to leave and go, go out, get more over, be worth more money and come back and just absolutely crush it. And that's what, and that's what's, you know, I mean, look, getting, cut, getting, getting cut and being said, you're not going to get being told you're not going to get paid anymore, especially in this time is scary, but let's also look at it for some of the guys that got cut today are guys that we do know and who vocally expressed that they wanted to get out of there. EC3, Mike Canellis. Yes. So in, in yeah. some ways it's a little bit of a, a blessing and it sucks that they can't immediately go and start working somewhere else because AEW's at least film stuff through May and we don't know what AEW's hiring policy is and ROH and right. everybody else, are, but in a, in a small way, there's some blessing to some of these guys and girls that that, that realize they weren't doing anything there anyway. So, I, I hope they get Drake, Drake Maverick. I think he can be humongous. He's he's got he's so much. He's so funny, so creative, oh, talented, talented yeah. for size. Uh, White Pox seventy three five dollars saying appreciate your podcast. I'm furloughed. I go back to work. Uh, so will a lot of cut WWE wrestlers. I mean, I agree. This isn't forever. It just. Uh, I think it sends a bad signal when you look at the position that they're in, the boom time that they're in, the company is, is doing better uh, in many ways than it ever has before. I don't know. I don't want to say it yeah. seems petty, wow. but it just seems kind of... 
What's if I'm Vince McMahon? Here's what worries me: ninety-five percent of the country is at home, so there's no more. You have a ton of competition on Monday nights. It's no more people are busy on Monday nights. Ninety-five percent of the people are home, and their options are to watch the same coronavirus coverage, to watch old football and baseball games that are being rerun, or to watch something new that you're providing each week. And, and WWE is seeing some Raw is seeing some of the worst numbers they've ever had, and ninety-five percent of the country is home. That's what should be worrisome. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, Jonathan Alcantara, Buck99, says, imagine Leo versus Darby or Sammy, uh, and then also speculating that Lana may be gone as well. Now, I think Leo has a very, very bright future. Now, Lana just recently resigned a five-year deal, right? And she has not been cut that we know of. She had signed a new deal. She hasn't been cut, but Gallows and Anderson had signed new deals recently. I think Mike and Maria Cajon <clears throat> signed new deals, so... Um, I yeah, I mean, this is just so insane uh, to happen at this time. And seeing everything that's going on, we got a couple more super chats. Let me just scroll down here. Uh, oh, P- Peter Bahi don't much says, "Don't forget how much they overspent for Kane and Fury." It is actually kind of amazing that they had to make top cuts. You have to think like, I mean, now nah, I'm saying they should cut Brock Lesnar, but Brock alone, you know, if if you start from the bottom, I don't know that that's where it seems weird. Like they're not just, cutting Brock Lesnar. I'm aware they're not cutting Brock. I'm just saying. <laughs> But you couldn't go to AJ and say, hey, AJ, I know you've got a sweet deal, but is there something we can do for the next six months to keep Gallows and Anderson? We don't know that they have, but to be fair, and I, I don't know, I don't know if Matt knows or who he talks to, but like, I don't know. With the guy, the talent to cut today, I don't know. We don't know. They might have gone to something and said, look, we can either cut your pay to this or we can just let you go outright. I, I We don't know if they did that or not. Nobody has been able to say yes or no to that. So who knows? They might have gone on EC3 and said, hey, we can cut you to this, we can cut you all together. He might have gone, peace, I'm out. I don't know. We don't know that. They might be working with the AJ Styles of the world to restructure. Will the professor with a $100 super check, good Lord, Will. Uh, Are you out of your mind, Will? Are you out of your mind? Says my bro. we're good. We're not that good, dude. We do not I'm, take that money down. Make give that back to him. I gotta text Raj to make this. A, text Raj. You text Raj. You know, like Raj, give Will his money back. Uh, oh, <laughs> my bro Tim and I want to donate for you three to promote those who lost WWE jobs to get employment. Challenge to other listeners. Tim and Will support wrestlers. Tim, we are huge advocates for everyone that has been cut today. Uh, you really don't need to pay us to to do this, or pay Raj for us to do this. Hey, Justin, so, you negotiated to drunk well, Raj the other night. I did. Matt, you missed it. Really Justin Labar tried to renegotiate his contract on the air. I did. Raj was, <laughs> Raj, Raj, Raj was three glasses deep in the Jack Daniels, and I was trying to get a percentage of the super chats. <laughs> Good job, man. Wait. So I, I want. Oh, I gotta go back and watch that now. Um, really quick. So I want to know what Will the professor is asking. Then, Will, are you asking us to put this money towards them, these released talents, or are you asking us to talk more on the air right now about the hey promo AEW? Though. Hey AEW, hire these new released talents. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's the sentiment, Will, and certainly we are. Yeah, you're crazy. Don't be giving us a hundred dollars, dude. Please, that's incredibly beyond the pale. Thank you. Uh, Deathtronic78 with a $2 super chat. Thank you. Uh, BM Williams, $5. My head hurts for these guys and girls. I'm definitely going to be spending some money at pro wrestling tees when all this is over. Uh, Ryder Hawkins. That's a good way right there. That's lots of these guys right launched that today. Yes, that's a great way. Whoever put that up, very smart. And I hope the rest of you followers saw that. Go to prowrestlingtees.com 
and I bet you a lot of these uh, stars will have T-shirts. There, that's how you can help them. In it. I'll I'll speak to text Raj and let him know he's got a hundred bucks richer. Hey Raj, you just made a hundred bucks from Matt Glenn and I to talk about wrestlers who just got cut. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, just see him two dollars. Goldberg got four million dollars for a Saudi match. FYI, Goldberg did get a lot. I don't know the exact amount, but holy crap! Again, that's the thing, Matt. I feel like if you're going to do stuff like business with Saudi Arabia, if you're going to run business this way, even if you're going to keep doing it live, like this. But could you imagine if they would have pre-taped content originally to plan and they taped? let's say a month's worth of stuff with all these people and then release them immediately afterwards, that would have been even shittier. Uh, I mean, yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I, a lot of them made really good money. Not that that should matter. Maybe it should. I don't know. I just can't compare them to, like, again, I keep going back to waiters and waitresses that I know of that are like, and others. I have a friend of mine watching this show right now. When he just stopped texting me, like, I'm going to stop the show. To answer your text, Scotty, I'm not going to hang this show up to answer your text. Um, he, and he comes in the chat room, too. He's my buddy, Scotty. Nice. But, um, you know, him and his family as well, I know. You know, um, many people I know that are really, you know, getting screwed over right now by this. So I do think there's going to be, as every progressing day, there's a bigger and bigger thirst that people restart this country. That's what it's starting to feel like here, which is crazy because just a week ago, it was the complete polar opposite. Glenn. Yeah, polar opposite. We're not shutting down enough, Mayor Morgan. Please shut everything down, ma'am. I'm the Longwood mayor. I can't shut Seminole County down. I can't shut the state of Florida down. Yeah, um, so the, but if the, mean? so, it was like yeah. polar opposite in a matter of one week is starting to it's starting to turn that tide. At the same time, though, realizing they've got yeah. to pay, people are not getting paid, dude. Do you think people oh, are getting uh, these business owners? I, I can't find one business owner right now. That I've reached out to. I'm sure there may have been some, but I've reached out to over a hundred business owners to see if they've gotten a dime of uh, oh the that, uh, paycheck protection. I know the CARES Act part. Of hey, it. Glenn, no. did did you see? I'm, I'm assuming you did. Did I did I or did I see this right that Los Angeles is not going to allow any sporting events with crowds or any concerts for the rest of 2020? It was speculated. So, and that's the question because you look at the other polls, Matt. So, on one hand, that, you have. It, because if that extends, oh, Mania is in Los Angeles next year. I, so I, I guess you take Mania back to Tampa next year. Then so if Florida's here, open. Here's the challenge, Matt. Business, on one hand, desperately wants the economy back open. But you look at all the polling from people. Yeah. Well, you look at the polling from people, and what do they say? It's the same thing. I don't know how comfortable I'm going to feel going out yeah. or doing this. So even if business is open, will people come back? No. I, no. It'll be a slow drip, I would imagine. That's why it needs, I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah. I'm still rocking a mask and gloves, right? So what does that say? Um, do you know what I mean? Am I going to run into an arena tomorrow? Hell no. Yes, it's literally like Jaws when they tried to open the beach. No one wanted to go swimming because they, they were afraid. That's a Is that your analogy? Jaws is my analogy for everything. But this whole no, thing I reminds that's me serious, of Jaws. Because that's a really good analogy, actually. That's a very good Well, one. I think of that, that scene in Jaws. The mayor's telling everyone, hey, it's okay, everybody. Go in the water. And trying to get, he's literally dragging people into the water. But the shark was still yeah. out there. That was the problem. I, I could just mm -hmm. talk about Jaws all night long. Um, but it's, it's frustrating. I don't know. I don't know what this means. I don't know what the answer is. We're certainly not going to solve it on this podcast. Uh, probably more testing, better health care. 
this thing that they're talking about tracking people's phones sounds ripe for like being widely misused again another topic um but in the world of wrestling yeah kind of shitty makes me feel a little, little little less warm and fuzzy about wwe not that uh they really yeah. evoke those feelings and i'm bracing myself for nxt because matt i swear to god if they touch one woman if they cut one woman in that nxt women's will. division i don't i think that company is way no way <laughs> no way no and besides the fact that they're better than no offense to the guys they're better than the guys yeah so that being said let's talk a little bit about tonight aew and nxt do we want to go segment by segment let's just talk about what we liked and uh let's start with what we liked and then i'll just sort of run down some of the things that happened and we could touch upon that what was your high point tonight matt of aew on tnt um hmm. you guys go first <laughs> i liked jericho and commentary again i thought that was very very good yeah jericho and commentary is great i mean he's he obviously he could think on his feet and like just him like just him insulting billy gunn and billy gunn's son it just i don't know i think it's you know jericho's your top guy he's your top heel it kind of just in a weird way gets them over when he's mentioning all these other people it just it gets them over just that he's you know taking a little shot like yeah. you know it, it if you can if you can be caught in the line of fire of jericho's right. zingers then you're kind of getting over that way yeah, that's how over he is, actually. You're absolutely right. He's giving them a rub. Um, Probably Moxley. Yeah. Moxley was that match with Hager. Although, I was distracted by the fact that not only do they have similar haircuts, hair colors, and facial hair, their gear looks like it matched yes. tonight. Yes. That yeah. distracted me a lot during the match, more than I thought it would. Yeah, good point. Good point. But I was looking forward to this match, so. It was an all over the arena match, uh, and it did go all over the arena in the empty arena. Uh, no, this was really good. I think, uh, you know, not that AEW's really put on a bad show yet, but I think tonight, with it being taped, so let me ask you this with it being taped, does that detract a little from your enjoyment knowing that eight no. that NXT was live tonight, but AEW was not? No, because I don't read those, I don't read wrestling sites. Well, but no spoil, but no, no, no one spoiled it, yeah, just no, the idea. That's the thing. It's it's okay. No, no yeah, no, no, no spoilers have been getting out on these closed sets, so it, it doesn't it doesn't ruin the, uh, you know, it doesn't ruin that. I mean, you you know, like okay, like I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe it takes a, an element away of nothing super crazy is going to happen because like I don't know. Maybe because it's not live, but no, I think it's been fine. I don't know. Like, oh, another promo with Jake opening up. Lance Archer looks strong again. I'm big into that. Yeah. Uh, Britt yeah. looked good. Britt had a nice quick match squashing somebody. Did a nice little. Role model vignette that was good. Did Jer- Adam Cole shot that? No, I don't. Britt's office. I did not. Well, it makes sense. They're quarantining together. I'm sure. I no, I don't well, think. Glenn, just tell him, Glenn. Yes, he wants it to be. <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> um, I like the the, the the bubbly bunch, the Brady bunch parody that they did, that the inner circle did. That was freaking hilarious. I don't know. I, I was into that. Talking about making, having some fun, just filming stuff on your cell phone. That was fun. Uh, HJZ uh, super chats and Cody tweeted about his friend Zach hashtag wrestler coach. I could see Zach uh, having a role in AEW. Um, and uh, speaking of uh, newcomers to AEW, Colt Cabana tonight had his match against Lance Archer, which opened up the show. They really did their best to make you think Colt had a shot in hell with that promo ahead of time. But this was uh, this was Lance's match, and he advances in the tournament for the TNT title. Nothing wrong with that. That's exactly how that should have been booked. Yep. 
And after the Brit Breaker promo, we had uh, a Brit Breaker squash match against Cassandra Gol- uh, Golden. Good. And love the bub- the I, Bubbly I love, Bunch. Oh, I'm sorry. I love this. Yeah. And I love that promo, too. I think Brit, she's... Coming she's, into her own. Yeah. She, she, she cut some really funny promo on BTE uh, the other night with uh, Tony Schiavone. Um, it was pretty funny, actually. Um, she's, she's really starting to feel herself with this character, you can tell. And the Bubbly Bunch, which I thought it was funny with all these guys filming themselves on their phone that they had a third-person camera shooting them filming themselves on their phone. Yeah, yeah. That made me laugh for some reason. Uh, but this was clever, and I like that they're doing stuff like this. I mean, this is what we've been talking about, what we want to see. More pushing the envelope, doing more original content. Um, yeah, I mean, this was really good. I think, uh, you know, the clip's online. I would recommend checking it out. Uh, Shug D versus Sammy Guevara. Jericho and commentary here. Oh, with the Pineapple Pete lines. Uh, with uh, talking repeatedly about how hot Sammy Guevara is. Um, but Sammy won this match via pinfall. This was really entertaining. Yeah. I mean, this, this show flew by. Shug, and Shug D, is a, for those that don't know him, if, if, if you're quarantined looking for entertainment, uh, Shug D or Sugar Dunkerton, look him up. He, this, he, he's got a lot of range to, he can do the comedic Colt Cabana matches, but he, I mean, he's, but he's also athletic as hell. Like he's, he's somebody, if you look up his YouTube, look up his social media, I, I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they try to, I know he's worked some other dark matches for them, but I, I would definitely hope that they try to use him a little bit more, get, 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 get retain him a little bit more regularly. What about Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford versus Chuck Taylor with Orange Cassidy? What'd you think of this man? Good. Surprisingly, yeah. um, I'm not a fan of Chuck Taylor, but uh, it was good. Penelope, Penelope with a Frankensteiner off the top rope, looking nice. Modern day leader. And then Sean Spears versus Justin Law. This is good. I know it sounds like okay, these aren't exciting matches. These are local jobbers. I like this for so many reasons. These are all the guys that needed jobbers. No offense to go over on um because a lot of these talents need wins right now in my opinion yeah so i, I liked it i liked it oh and kip sabian beat, beat chuck taylor and then of course sean spears defeated justin law and then we had the moxley versus hager match the empty arena no holds barred for the aew world championship this was like what half an hour long this match and can i say something there's an old yeah, school sure. feel to this show and the old school feel of the show was how the matches used to be crescendoed too back in the day meaning first match couldn't do that much outside the ring at all if anything second match eh, a little bit more rest holds a lot of chain wrestling a lot of uh stuff like that right and it definitely maybe leaving the ring but not really um each match essentially would just start to get bigger and bigger and bigger and by the time they got to the main event you were drooling to see two stars collide finally versus just one hmm. versus Jabron Joe, right? Um, it, that's how wrestling used to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? They used to do a really good job of making sure they protect their main event matches by getting the fans satiated, wanting to get to see more action and see the two big stars collide versus each other versus, again, just one local guy versus one star. They built the hell tonight out of that main event with all the uh, people did. with the selfie stuff. Uh did you see what's his name did that? Uh, Ariel? Ariel Hawan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, they had uh, a... that was cool. Gave it a sense of realism. I liked it. Yeah. Well, and like Taz, like Taz breaking down the science of like Hager's submission, like that was, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, I thought that that was a good way to build it. This felt like AEW is getting the vibe right about how to do, first off, these shows with no audience. I think it's great that they have the wrestlers yeah, ringside. Right. Yeah. But doing these but little, you have, you, yeah. You don't have a problem with them not social distancing, though? No. Well, they taped it already. I mean, what, what's done is done. And I think oh, that when you're right, I keep forgetting that. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying there's like, like there's always going to be a risk. There's always going to be a risk now. Yeah. But it wasn't as important, not as important, but it wasn't as pushed heavily as it is. Yeah. Never mind. More and depending on where you are on the curve, you know, it depends. Matt, a month ago when this was just popping off, you probably felt safer going to the grocery store, bringing the mail into your house. than you do, let's say this past weekend. Because the numbers yeah, were lower, yeah. it's less widespread, we know less about it. So I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm right. saying that we can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's already done. I do think uh, them doing double or nothing live in a month is a big question mark. And I'm very curious what safety precautions they have. But I will say that if, if right. you have to engage in potentially dangerous behavior, better to do it in limited uh surroundings and situations where you could take proper precautions ahead of time and get it done and nothing is ever going to be 100 safe but i think that's smarter than doing it weekly the way wwe is well and to the point glenn of that they already taped this stuff they taped all this i believe it was like middle of last week over the course of two days so all of these talents you like they they've all they, they've all been they, they were all just staying together in, in norcross georgia at where they were filming this so it's not like they it's not like they all went out into the world, flew all around the country, then all came back. Like they all, so like what's done is done. They put this group of people together to be together to tape, and that's it. So you know, it, it, obviously, if with any one of them were infected prior to, then you're risking it. But yeah, now, it's, if, it's, if, it's not like it's not like they, it's not like WWE. It's not like they're all going. It's not like they're all leaving and then coming back live each week. So yeah. Now, if you tell me tomorrow, Orange Cassidy tested positive for coronavirus, I'll be the first one to say, "You idiots! You took this foolish risk." But there's, there's nothing funny about anybody um, contracting a virus as I laugh as I say this. Yeah, where are you going with this, Justin? <laughs> there's nothing funny. But there would be some weird irony if the character, Orange Cassidy, was the one who got it. I don't know. Something about the, the that character, if, if he was the one who ended up, I don't know. I'm stifling my reaction to that just in I, case just in know, case you get in trouble for yours no, anyhow I'm, I, I'm not wish for I, record, I'm, I'm not wishing orange cassidy to get it i'm just you just mentioned orange cassidy i'm just saying i don't know why that was the first name that popped in my head <laughs> um but with look with double or nothing i don't know and look if if the situation is worth a worse a month from now first god help us all if the situation is worse across the united states one month from now than it is today um, but if the situation is worse a month from now, I don't see them going through with it. I think it's ambitious. Maybe they'll double be able to put off. Yeah. Double or nothing is what five weeks, five weeks from now. Yeah. And, so I, and I, I would imagine they're going to do it because Florida has said what they said. I imagine they go back to Daly's place in, in Jacksonville, right? Yes. Yes. I would Florida. assume so. I don't know where else they're going to go. Not the MGM grand, uh, Hagulashi, uh, Hajgulashi $2 saying, Hey Glenn, talk about jaws. Um, What's what's their say? Justin, you've seen Jaws, right? No. Good fucking like 
How? I, mean, I, know, I can. I know. Refer, I know references. I know we need a bigger boat. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What the hell is wrong with you, Justin? It's like the I've seen, Bla- I've seen Blazing Saddles. I've seen what? What else do we name earlier? That even makes it weirder that you've seen Blazing <laughs> right. Saddles but not Jaws. I'm surprised you've seen that. Actually, that's like a movie your dad watched. You know I'm a mean? no. I'm a, I'm a. I'm a big. I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. I saw the producers on Broadway. I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. So that's interesting. Big History of the World Part One fan. I, I, Mel Brooks across the board. I, I'll take any of it. When I was a kid, I watched History of the World Part One so much, and then like went to first grade quoting History of the World Part One, getting very much in trouble because Mel Brooks humor apparently not supposed to be watched by children. Right. Uh, but still, Jaws, dude. Like you gotta watch Jaws. I mean, Jaws is like really good, like probably, better than Goonies. Probably because so I grew up. You, probably because I grew up on the water, so I really don't want to watch a movie named. Yeah, uh, what it was so, about. oh yeah, I grew up in Canada. Same thing with so many lakes. Let me ask you a question. Um, so when you're a little kid, and you're in the pool. Did you ever do the dude? Yeah, I know the references. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Did you do that? Is what I'm asking. Yes. You can't do that. I I forbid you to be able to ever make that noise in a pool ever again. Until you've watched it, you're just like Raj. You freeload oh, all these oh, classic oh. movies, bite your tongue, and take Morgan. all the good and easy your tongue, nice Morgan. from these shows, huh? Bite your tongue, Morgan. Bite just your like tongue. Ra- you're just like Raj. Call me just like Raj. Bite your tongue. You you do you play off of all these great little things from these movies, but then you yourself have never actually watched the movie. Therefore, oh, you're not eight, allowed to talk about it. Eight year old me, it's just like did it, did it, and I'm and I'm and I'm in. I'm it's just here. yes. I'm gonna go back in time. I'm gonna hold your little ass up by your ankles, upside down, and the cafeteria stand all your lunch money, and I will bully you for the day until you stop doing that noise. And then we'll now we'll fast forward back to today. But no, sincerely, um, to not have watched Jaws, well. Let me tell you this, Justin. This is a gift to you because I guarantee you, if you watch those Rocky, I understand Rocky yes. might seem a little slow the first one. No, okay, okay. Well, no, 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 no. I don't agree with that. Rocky is definitely better than Jaws. Really? The series? Oh my god! Yeah, no, not this. I'm talking Rocky one. I'm saying if you had to say Justin oh. right now, I would agree. It's slow. Yeah, yeah, Justin might start watching Rocky one and just kind of like get distracted, mm. start playing on his phone. If you put on Jaws, this is a gift <laughs> to you, Justin Labar. You put on Jaws. It is a cinematic thrill ride. It is it a is. fantastic. Every frame of that movie, and, is I, and I know the gimmick. You don't right? Isn't the gimmick like you don't really ever see the shark for a while? So it's like the mystery of what you don't know and don't see. Like, I, yeah. can I at least redeem myself? I'm an aficionado with all three Back to the Futures, all the screams, okay. all the diehards. Um, scream! All... You're yeah. putting scream in these categories. <laughs> yes, and all the diehards. Like, do we have to get Die Hard four and five? Four, four because I'm a big Timothy Oliphant fan. Okay, so I, I bought into it. Um, Real quick, Die Hard is it? A, is it a holiday movie? Absolutely. So, okay. Go ahead. Absolutely. Hjz ninety nine says fun... he's seventeen and he's seen Jaws ages ago. What's your excuse? Fun fact: the best Die Hard, I think. Is Die Hard 3. What's his name? Really quick, go back to that guy's name. HGZ. HGZ, of course you didn't put your real name, but HGZ, good for you. Yes. there And there has to be... Now, Matt, I'll, I'll admit I'm a little biased because I've seen... I, I It takes a little work for me to watch movies that came out before I was born. The movies that came out, you yes. know. So, But at the same time, that. when I sat down and watched Psycho, I was like, this is a really great movie. I understand why people... Applaud this and love it. Me Same too. with the rear window. A lot of the classics, I get it. But I think Jaws, though, is. I so... watched Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Alfred Hitchcock stuff was awesome. I watched Absolutely. those before I was out. I love the original Willy Wonka from the seventies. 
I love uh, okay. Caddy Caddyshack. All the ghost, uh, the first two Ghostbusters. I don't, I don't buy into the girls' Ghostbusters. Um, where, where else am I going? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't just... put that on Twitter, Justin. What the girls' Ghostbusters? It was. Don't put yeah. that on Twitter, Justin. Whatever. Um, really quick. Um, what else? Uh, what else? No, these are good ones. I'm going through. I'm, I'm trying to think. Scream. But like the thing, but like the, but like when I when I like something, like I dig like Breakfast Club. Like when I like something, I'm an IMDb trivia. I'm an IMDb yeah. trivia person. I go to IMDb for fun, and I go to the trivia. I love like Die Hard three. I think Die Hard three is the best one. That was originally a script taken that was going to be a Lethal Weapon script. Simon's. Uh, well, originally it was actually based on a. Uh, uh, it was originally called Simon Says. Yep. It was just originally like a cop. Uh, film. I read the original script before. It was John McClane. Yeah, it went around. You know, there were a lot of movies that almost were Die Hard three. I Heart, uh, Under Siege was almost Die Hard three, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and even Speed two was originally uh, uh, unused. I hate Speed two. I love the first. Speed two is terrible. I love the first Speed, the original Speed. I don't remember it. I Keanu remember Reeves, it. Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock. Well, the first, the first one. I love the first. I love the original Point Break, and I get so fucking pissed every time I'm on the TV guide and I see Point Break, and it's the the remake from 2016, the original one with Keanu Reeves and, and Patrick Swayze. That's 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 Point Break. Really good. I, I love I love Dirty Dancing. Don't judge me. I'm a Dirty Dancing fan. I do too. It was good. It's a good movie. You know, solid. I don't know. We watched the Fantasy Island movie last night, and that was so stupid, like so incredibly stupid, but kind of weirdly enjoyable. I don't know. Uh, we've seen a lot of uh, we've been watching a lot of stuff lately. I feel like this is the time to just catch up on. Fast forward through NXT. We don't have to talk about it. All we, have to talk about, all, all, all we have to talk about is the I end. get, I the get end so of- excited, Matt. I get so excited to do this podcast and talk to my friend Matt Morgan about random things. No, just so we could talk about random things again. That's <laughs> all we have to, NXT, all we have to talk about is the end. The end. That's it. Yes. Uh, okay. Trojan Magnum PI, five bucks saying you should ask Raj if he's seen what's happening. I haven't meant to ask him that because I yeah. do think his cool name is he did, te- he did text me back after I made the super chat comment. Hang on. I'll read it to you. I forgot to, I didn't want to interrupt Matt earlier. I said Who's so. I calling what's happening. Sorry, God. Yeah. Raj goes, Dan, that's crazy. That's the biggest one we've ever had. That's not true. We've had $100 <laughs> no, like twice not. before. <laughs> yeah. David 3X, $2. Justin, have you seen Jaws 1, 2, 3, and ET? Well, we know the Jaws. I was going to ask ET. I was going to ask ET. I know the, again, I know the references. I know the finger point and they touch, but never. Nope, nope, nope. Oh, Justin. Or I might have, maybe I, maybe I saw it as a kid. Maybe my mom had it on. I don't know, but I don't remember it. Huh. Well, that's a lot to unpack. Let's talk about NXT tonight. We have with Finn Balor versus Fabian Archer. Brutal match, or Fabian Aikner, pardon me. Uh, brutal match tonight between these guys opening up the show. Finn Balor getting the win with the 1916. Just Finn's chest all tore up. Like, uh, this was really More good. Brutal, though. What do you mean, brutal? Just the chops. I mean, the way Finn looked at the end of this match, like, this was a hard hitting match. I thought it was a very good way to open the show, but I mean, we all want to see Finn versus uh, Valter. I mean, so Fabian Eichner, whatever, but uh, yes. Fabian impressed me. I really haven't seen much of this guy. He impressed me, though. He was... He's, he's good. They're, yeah. they're solid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we had the video package on Charlotte Flair. Talking about Io Shirai's number good. one contender. Uh, oh, uh, Charlotte mentioning Mia Yim was her first ever NXT opponent and wants to give her a lottery ticket to Yim uh, to have a match. I'm going to love that. Charlotte versus Mia. That's going to be fantastic. And then we had Aaliyah versus uh, Z Lee. What did you think of this match, guys? Pretty straightforward, right? If we're going to be, if we're being honest, 
definitely uh, down versus most NXT women's matches. We got to be fair. Yeah, high gauge. That's a high gauge that they've set. A high bar, super high. Um, so it's tough. I feel bad for Aaliyah. I feel like she was kind of in that too. forgotten, <laughs> like the forgotten uh, era of women after Bailey and Oscar left. Like it was Aaliyah and Liv Morgan and a couple of them to hold down the fort. I don't but, think she ever could ever do. But but to be fair, they didn't get a lot of time to stay there and be the center stage act. Yeah. If you remember, they got pulled up almost pretty quickly as well. I I would argue prematurely. Liv Morgan, they should have kept down there a little bit longer. Yeah. And let her continue to blossom and see what you get with her. Um, because she again, I keep hearing how talented she is. You know, I think that that would have been really good to keep a lot of them down there. Just a little bit longer. There's no need to rush them. Yeah. Well, I think. Uh, well, that was back when Absolution got called up in the Riot Squad and that whole thing. Uh, and they needed uh, groups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Zeli won that match, and then we had uh, a match for the Cruiserweight NXT Cruiserweight Title Tournament: Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Akira Tozawa. Good match. Yeah, this was totally solid. I feel bad. I feel like with a lot of these talents tonight, I'm like now worried in retrospect that we could have seen their last matches in NXT because who the hell knows what's going to happen with uh, everything going on. Here's what I'll say. Yeah. If the talent, good talent, right, always finds a way, you know, cream always rises to the top. Always. Always finds a way. Might not happen for a few years if they do get released, but they will go somewhere where they'll get one, creative freedom, and they'll be happy in what they're doing again, or two, they'll go somewhere and get paid um, one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I think a lot of... I'll, 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 I'll share this with you guys right now. I went to New Japan where, uh, over the course of two years, I was in New Japan, All Japan, and Hustle, and I made more money there than I did in WWE. That's saying something. And that was not what I was expecting to happen, you know, because for me, it was like, oh, my God, my dream's over. You know what I mean? Granted, I was still addicted to drugs at the time and still high off my you know what. Um, mm. So the, the release didn't hit me as big as it should have. Like, I should have cried over that because that was my childhood dream, my life dream and goal. And here it is. It's being taken from me. That's the way I should have treated it. And I did it. And it was like, I remember telling Johnny, like, I'm going to shove this up your ass sideways. Mark my words. I'm going to go somewhere and they're going to use me the right way to my ability. And you'll see, he's like, oh, I love it, kid. I love it. Yes. You know, and I was like, I'm not saying this to guess. Yep. I'm saying this because this is what's going to happen. And luckily I did go to get my chance at uh, TNA and do my blueprint character and do what I needed to do. Um, but again, maybe it was a, a the, the curse and the blessing of being an addict at the time, because who knows if I mentally could have taken that and emotionally. Mm. I don't think I could have. I was still very young. Hey, Matt, when you were when when WWE released you, you you had to serve the ninety day no compete, right? Yeah. Were you paid during that ninety days, or is that just part yeah. of the you were okay? They they gave me a lump sum up front, which was ridiculous. You know what I mean? So like a lump sum, yeah. like based like a lump sum based upon what your downside guarantee had been. Yeah. Okay. Did they tax it? Like, uh, well, I guess no. You're not <clears> a <throat> contractor, so they didn't tax it at all. No, no, that's what was, was tough as well. We had to learn that too the hard way about filing taxes quarterly and things like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's estimated payments. <laughs> <sighs> 
but you could write a lot of stuff off at least. Uh, well, my dad, my dad wouldn't let me. My dad would not let me write off anything. What? I would have like John Cena talk to my dad on the phone and go, "Please tell my dad how you're writing off fifty thousand pairs of trunks and boots." My dad doesn't believe that's happening. Please, he's the one who does my taxes. Hey, listen, I, literally, I, literally, I literally, I literally wrote off fifty-two pairs of ice box. Your your dad, your dad, the accountant doesn't believe your expenses. IRS rules state with clothing that if you are buying it exclusively for the purposes of work-related purpose, jobs, yes, yes, one hundred percent. My dad was like, I don't know what his deal was. He wasn't he, doing it. He wasn't going for it. Did he let you write off like your gym passes, your visitor passes to gyms and stuff like that? No. <laughs> Oh my God! And then I've seen that they're sitting there saying like, uh, "Even a haircut, you wouldn't, have, you wouldn't have the haircut if you weren't the wrestler." I was like, "Oh, oh Matt, if only it wasn't so long, because otherwise I'd be like, dude, you have seven years to file an amended return and get money back from the IRS.'" <laughs> Matt's dad was <laughs> Matt's dad was spooked about the Screw IRS. Me. He didn't he did not want to get called in by the IRS <laughs> to explain <laughs> his what son he did for his profession. With a bank, no less. So funny. <laughs> that is that's the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's actually it's really good. I'm glad, glad you brought that up. Um, wow. So son, you didn't drive on the turnpike this many times. Why do you have this many tolls in a rental car? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I want to meet your dad now. <laughs> Seriously. Does he still do your taxes? No, 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 no. That's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Akira Tozawa won that match. He's going to advance in the Cruiserweight Tournament. Um, oh, so we got the vignette about El Hijo de, del Fantasma tonight. Fantasma. Who is that? I don't know. I was like, this was a debut, Justin. right? A Mexican star they signed. I don't know much about him. Can't tell you. Okay. I, I remember I remember seeing when they signed him and some people freaking out. That's a big deal. But don't know his work. Looked cool. Yeah. And uh, then we went from that into Tegan Knox versus Raquel Gonzalez. Who is Raquel Gonzalez? She's uh, Dakota Kai's muscle. Yeah, she's been she's been around with them for oh, yeah yeah she's been around uh, in the system in the developmental system in the PC and all that for a couple years. I, I apologize. Actually, My attention was on the other network at this time. I'll be honest. I apologize. Uh, this actually is a pretty this is a pretty decent match for what it was and the story that's going on. Ra- Raquel was did some just fun little things to heal. Like she's you know the refs doing the five count to break break it you know break a hold or something like that, and she's like counting at the ref, mocking him, and like she did a, a few little things that. And she they had a ringside camera on each side of the so there's a hard camera and they had a ringside camera on each side, and she'd be doing you know eye rakes or submission holds whatever and she would yank her face to this camera and, and like scream into the camera and show off and then she'd do she'd work this camera she had like a, a really she was great tv awareness like it was a, I, I really haven't seen much of her so uh, you know i don't know if i'm been if i'm late to the show here johnny come lately but she was uh for the little is, that, is, is, is this tegan or raquel raquel t yeah raquel was in the match tegan was on the outside but raquel was impressive for this short little tv match okay. Um, Shotzi Blackheart got involved, so next week we're gonna have Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Uh, Tegan Knox won the match tonight. Um, this was good, man. NXT Women's Division. This is the roster I'm the most invested in, and uh, Matt, I think you're right. It would be idiotic for them to make any cuts here because they've really got this dialed right now. Yeah, they do. Well, and the NXT talents are making less than Raw and SmackDown talents. That's true. So, I mean, you know, like, dude. Good in this case, that's good. Then good. Yeah. Seriously, dude, when job cuts start happening, that's when not making a lot of money like works really well in your favor. Um, 
Oh, the we got the vignette on Keith Lee tonight. Which was good. Yeah. I like building this up a little bit. Although it's interesting, this kind of shows you the WWE versus AEW mentality. AEW's got all these things that are like being the elite, that are like skits, that are wrestlers having fun, shooting this off-the-wall content. And then NXT just has the slickly produced standard WWE but, vignette. But that's that's a, that's an illustration of what the two companies are. Yeah. All the questions about is AEW in financial trouble? Again, we don't know their financials because they're not public, but AEW we know has far less employees. They don't have the production people that WWE has. So WWE's strength is how they can produce stuff. So if you can still have guys working remotely, being able to edit in their private studios and, and edit at the offices, if you can still do what you do so well, keep doing it. So have Keith Lee be a boldly produced vignette about how he was homeless and how his parents kicked him out of the house because they didn't approve of wrestling versus the, and I praised it, the bubbly, um, the bubbly bunch, you know, being shot off cell phones, but both are equally good for their own reasons. But WWE shines with their production. Is that a shoot? Do we really believe Keith Lee was kicked out of his house because he wanted to pro wrestle? I don't know. He, He said that his parent, his dad did not approve of him quitting football and quitting the scholarships and stuff that he had. Went he started pursuing the indies at the bottom of the barrel, and they said, "You're not living here if that's what you're going to do with your life." I don't know. My, I, I actually, I'm not just saying this. I had the same identical story. My dad was also wow. my agent out of out of college, and I was wanting to meet Vince McMahon every Friday night at Titan headquarters. If you remember, that's how I ended up being a part of Tough Enough. Um, long story short, I went to Titan headquarters every Friday night to see if I could bump into Vince McMahon because my friend wrote for the magazine at the time. He's like, you need to be a wrestler. I was like, I would love to be one. You tell me where I need to be. Every yeah. Friday night, we went there at 6 p.m. after I was done with work. I just graduated college. I was working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car a, a mile from WWE Titan Towers. Okay? Long story short, six months into it, I finally meet Vince McMahon and uh, we get set up. I do, I audition for Tough Enough. Um, but up until then, my dad wanted me to um, uh, I had an NBA tryout with the Raptors and Pacers and in the NFL with the Rams. I did a combine with them. I did not want to do any of them. I was already, I met Vince McMahon at this point and I, I told him my situation. He's like, don't you think, don't you think you owe it to, you know, your family and how long you've taken to get to this point? Don't you go do still go do your tryouts. Wrestling will be here. Um, and so I did, but in my head, I wanted nothing to do with it. I already was bit by this bug because I met the head honcho. I met the guy that runs the best, yeah, organized the best TV show I've ever watched in my life, you know. And I was already bit by this bug that they were even interested in me. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Never even took a single bump. So like, I tried to tell my dad the bad news. I was like, Dad, I'm not into this. I I want. I'm just doing this to appease you. Um. And uh, again, same situation. He didn't throw me out of the damn house. He was like, oh, I don't know if this is a good move. You can get hurt. It's all done with. At least with the basketball, you know, you have more well, years on your clock. Well, Keith, Keith, Keith had met Vince right. McMahon. Keith, Keith was working indies for 20 bucks a pop. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the story is true, but I'm just drawn for what they showed us. I'm asking you guys, is it true is what I'm asking. I, I'm not saying he's been grinding. He, he's been grinding the Indies for over a decade. That I know. He he had been working through the system, and and he's an unusual guy in the sense of he's a big guy who you expect to work a certain way, and the way he works is not the way. So you know him saying he was told no at different places because he just didn't fit what they wanted. I mean, I I can buy I can buy into that, but he 
he eventually strived through it. I mean, and he's in his he's in his early to mid thirties now. I mean, the timeline adds up. I, I don't know. I don't know if they embellished him getting kicked out of the house or what. But nonetheless, I'm it, if nonetheless, if I said that about my dad, my God, the heat I have in that house. <laughs> <laughs> my dad threw me out because I wanted to follow my dream. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, the vignette it made him more relatable. You know, it it, it, did, it did it did make me it did make him not that I've been kicked out of my house. I mean, I I I left home when I was seventeen to pursue college, but like it, it, I think wait I, wait where did that story go? I left home when I was seventeen to pursue college. I graduated like, high school when I was seventeen. No, I understand, but you left home at seventeen to go to college. You I was trying. I, I was trying to say like I was never. Kicked out. <laughs> wait, you don't buy that? He's traveling around the country aimlessly yeah. with. Eating cold soup, sitting on a milk crate, watching black and white. When I said struggling to go find his university, when I screw you, Matt. When I said it was relatable, I didn't. I didn't want people to interpret that as like I was homeless ever. Right? That's all. That's all. But no, it, it made Keith Lee feel more like a person. I don't None know. of us would buy it. <laughs> Yeah. No, uh, I had his dreams and aspirations of one day going to college. Get in line! <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, Mor- Matt, Matt Morgan and I are on a long build to an epic match. We're on a long build to an epic match. He's he's bullying me for my for my lunch money for doing the dead end. And now and now you watch Jaws. <laughs> and you're making the Jaws noise. You can't partake in that fun anymore. Uh, Dexter Loomis versus Tahiti Tahiti Miles Tahuti Miles. Where do these names come from? Tahuti was on TV the other night, wasn't he? Shotzi Tahuti. I, I well, Shotzi Blackheart was Shotzi Blackheart before W before NXT. This Dexter oh, guy, this Dexter guy's a former TNA guy. He crossed paths at the same time you were there. Hmm. He was Sam Shaw during TNA's gut check, I think. Ew, I like Sam Shaw. Well, that's who this is. But yeah, he was impressive. He had, his 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 eyes and his face was scary as f, man. He was... Dude, he's got he he looks like somebody who could kick your ass. You know what right? I mean? He does. Well, look... and he wears the glo- he he is he, he's shirtless with sleeve tattoos, but he wears these gloves. He looks like a serial killer. He has these gloves on. Dex, he looks like Dexter Morgan. Dexter yeah. Morgan, but jacked. It was good. A good gimmick. He won pretty easily. Got the Anaconda Vice onto Hootie for the submission win. And uh, after that, we got Adam Cole sending the message to Velveteen Dream. Says he's stupid for thinking Cole was going to show up. And then Velveteen Dream came out and started putting over Adam Cole as uh, the longest running the NXT champion. And Finn Balor appeared from the side, stared him down, uh, talked some smack. And it looks like next week these guys are going to wrestle. Good. It doesn't need to be a three-way. Yeah. I'm sure Cole. I could see Cole getting involved and in causing a DQ finish on this. And no, doesn't become a three. I want to see Velveteen versus Cole one on one. And Glenn, in case you're asking, no, Britt did not film Adam Cole's promo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she was there. She was there afterwards, and they, they rode <laughs> off on horseback into the sunset together. <sighs> All the shots were coming at me. I had to deflect some shots to Glenn there. <laughs> That's called passing the heat, Glenn. Exactly. Exactly. That's fine. Uh, whatever. Um, anyhow, uh, I'm excited for Finn versus Velveteen. I think this is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely will. I'm glad it's a singles match because I was really scared it was going to be a triple threat. Yeah. Uh, then we had Malcolm Bivens cut a promo backstage with Inda Shara. 
And oh, so um, watch. Did you send me? Did you send me something on him, Justin? Was that you? Somebody well, sent me some stuff on my on Michael Bivens. Malcolm Bivens. I don't think I did. Malcolm Bivens. Somebody I did. did, and he he is a good promo. And yeah, I liked he quoted. Uh, speaking of the Michael Bivens connection, he quoted Ralph Tresvant at the start of this promo tonight, uh, which I thought was cute for people over the age of 40 uh, who know who Ralph Tresvan is. Um, but yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, they're keeping this going. It was what it was. And then we have the NXT tag team title match, Undisputed Era versus Matt Riddle and his mystery partner, Timothy Thatcher. What'd you think of this, Matt? Who? Timothy Thatcher. Who's Timothy Thatcher? Justin. He's one of the NXT UK guys, correct? Yeah. Oh no no he oh no he's one of the guys they signed um like in February yeah 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 uh, there was somebody else that signed at the same time he did who was it yeah damn that's gonna bug me now he's one of the recent signings that they have all right either way what'd you guys think of the match it's good strong I mean not the best was it there what was it there I think that. The problem with this is Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne worked really well as the broserweights, and I think just replacing Pete Dunne with another British guy, regardless of who it is, does it, it could have been Finn Balor out there and it still wouldn't have been as good because there's none of the chemistry. It just turned them into a slap-together tag team, and when they got the win, right. it didn't really mean anything. Here's your segue. They, they signed Thatcher at the same time they signed Killer Cross. Oh. So in the last segment, we saw... Champa yeah. replying to Gargano and then Champa getting attacked by Killer Cro- Cross. Uh, now his name, what? Clarion Cross? Is that correct? Is that what they're going with? Uh, he has a shirt up on oh. WWE Shop already. Carrion. Carrion. K A R R I. Really? Carrion? I mean, for Killer? Like, does Carrion mean something? Clarion. Clarion sounds well, like somebody that's I be, like, making overtures somewhere on mountaintops. Um, carrying, I'll take carrying over carrying with a K. I don't know, it seems pretty yeah. random. I would have just gone with the cross by himself, just K or like why, yeah, yeah, yeah. the power of the one name, carrying, Arian. I don't know, it's just bad. I don't know, but He's I like cool. how I liked how they did this Champa promo, and like they did the old trick that they've done now, they found that they like it, they're starting to abuse it where they put up the the signature, they put up the copyright all rights reserve thing, so you think they're getting ready to go off the air. They did this with when Ciampa and Gargano turned on each other way back when. They put the thing up, like you think they're getting ready to be off in 10 seconds, fade to black, and then Cross, into his favor, comes out of nowhere and 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 Germans him, and the camera's all crazy, and we see what we assume to be Scarlet's high heel boot, and then we see Cross's face. I thought this was a good way to end, though. Uh, you know, NXT, NXT's keeping and NXT is adapting. They're, they're they're they've realized okay, this is this is a situation they're in. They're adapting. They're they're not. Uh, I feel like NXT's been less derailed than Raw and SmackDown has been. Yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah, with that. definitely, definitely. So that was NXT tonight. Was there a winner tonight, Matt? Between the two shows, I thought they were both pretty evenly matched. I thought NXT had a lot more. Mm. I thought they did a lot more. There's a lot more segments. Um, but, um, I don't know because at the end of the day, like AEW was a smoother watch for me. It held, again, I guess that has, that's how I have to judge it. What held my attention more. And I love Tegan Knox. Anything she's a, she's a part of whether she's wrestling or just coming to the ringside. I'm a big fan of her. So 
I mean, just the fact that there was a segment with her in it, and it didn't even make me look over to the other TV because I was yeah. stuck on AEW. I think yeah. that's for me a good barometer, you know. Hmm. So White Pac seventy three wants to know if we've seen Tiger King yet. Did you finish it, Matt? I have. Uh uh-uh. uh, I keep falling asleep. God, I have not started it. Keep yet. falling asleep. You haven't. Glenn. You got to understand though. I'm in my truck. Just to be fair, I'm in my truck all night until probably three a.m. dealing with crazy craziness um and uh by the time i stroll into bed it's probably like 3 45 4 i start to watch a little bit i'm 15 minutes in and mapped it i'm out i'm sleeping you know what i mean so it's not because i don't want to watch it it's because i can't stay awake so wait, yeah. finally i'm ahead of both of you in some pop culture phenomenon i have completed it <laughs> there you go there we, we are for that uh SOS T- <laughs> SOS TDM TDM two dollars. What about Halloween one in the Hills Have Eyes from nineteen seventy eight? I've seen the original mm-hmm. Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have. There's been a, I haven't seen all there's, there's been a lot of them afterwards. I haven't seen all of them though, but I've seen the first one. Hills have eyes scared the crap out of me. That's a creepy freaking movie. And I love the I yeah, love the really and I love the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then I love the one that came out Wait, and like you you love the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then I love the one, and then I love the remake they did with like Jessica Biel and all them in like oh three or oh four. I love that one. There's been a lot of offshoots of that. I'm into that. Interesting. Lot to unpack there. Uh, Matt Morgan, you big on the the super gore, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the gritty. I I, I did like being super scared like that as a little kid. Yes, as a I'm kid, in, I'm into the story of I'm into the story of this Thomas Brown Hewitt kid that was picked on and then you know and then and like i'm into that whole story of leatherface that that that's just like a i don't know i'm into that i also love every episode of family matters i'm a family matters aficionado i have them all on dvd some of them purchased what? illegally i love saved by the bell i love home improvement huh where the hell did all these come from we're talking horror movies yeah, like, <laughs> i'm just stretching off into things i like uh, actually you know what matters you know what's weird? So lately, I found online some old recordings of like ABC Wednesday nights when it was like Perfect Strangers and Head of the Class. As a kid, I remember oh, loving Head yeah. of the Class and not digging Perfect Strangers. Now, Perfect Strangers is freaking hilarious. It has aged so well, and Head of the Class is kind of lame. Yeah. Who was your favorite? Uh, Robin Givens, I really liked the Head of yeah. the Class, right? Yeah. And Eric, the cool guy. Yes, Eric. Eric was the coolest guy. <laughs> I had a huge crush on Simone, the redheaded girl. Oh, I remember. Yep. You know what doesn't age well is Archie Bunker. That wouldn't be able to fly when you watch. Gee, you think? Well, we're. I was just thinking of old. Yes. Definitely, I would argue not much is worse than that. Actually, as far as aging, right? Um, you can't. No, no. There was. I mean, like Amos and Andy. Like there are some things that I like. See that. No, I mean that's that's like old, old, like old, like racist shit. Um. But uh, no, I think uh, I don't know. But a lot of seventies TV, I mean, was very uh, different and edgy at the time. Um, I'm just seeing what else we got here in the chat room tonight. Uh, let's hit some news stories, Justin. What else do we got? That's the that's the that's all I had prepared. Got, the polka got everything. Everything. I mean, that, that's that's a big story. Is the cuts? I mean, you know, there's a um, uh, just a few other notes in WWE and the changes. The the furloughs of forty percent of employees. The talent cuts. Uh, WWE is in the process of, of relocating to a new headquarters. They had a new Skyrise uh, spot in Stanford. They've put that on hold by delay for six months. 
They were um, going to leave where they were at in Stanford? They have a new location in Stanford. They were in the process of getting ready to move to, but they're putting <laughs> in a delay of six months um, Damn. due to this. Uh, I think that's about the bulk of, of what... So that's an iconic building that everybody passes by on I-95. Yeah. Well, they're... Yeah. Well, they have a new, so there's that building that you're talking about where Vince's office is. They actually have a new TV building that's down the street, I believe, that's been redone. And then they have this other new building they're moving to here. And that, like I said, it's been delayed now for six months. So we'll see. Well, they've always had the TV studio about like a block away from there. I think they renovated it recently is what I'm trying to say. They, they, I know they did up did renovations to that. And then they have this, and then they're moving Vince's office and the building you're talking about. They're going to be moving eventually to a new, new high-rise spot. Hmm. It's crazy times, but so it's delayed six months. The move, yeah. They're well, they're putting uh, the projects on hold for six months, it seems. Hmm. So, whatever construction or whatever is being done, yeah. uh, I mean, we'll see what happens to the stock price in the coming days. Stock was up like a buck today after right. hours because investors do react to this kind of move like oh we're cutting costs we're serious we're trying to be profitable like that's why you do it typically i mean you got to remember wwe stock not defending them mm-hmm. but stocks down in the 30s now a year ago was a hundred dollars a share it's all 70 percent of its value glenn should we invest in it now you think i was kind of waiting for it to go to 20 that was kind of my sweet spot i was thinking but uh yeah, I mean, I remember five years ago it was at 15 and I didn't buy it and I was kicking myself for that. So I don't know. I I'm, still can't. I'm... Sorry, sorry, going. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to the stock market. My famous move was uh, 20 years ago when I got laid off from a company in a very similar situation. They shut down a division. I had a big severance. They bought me out of my contract. I said, I'm going to buy some stock. I've got two final contenders, AOL or Apple Computer. I don't know about Apple. I'm going with AOL, baby. And uh, I would be a multimillionaire now if I would have bought Apple stock. God damn it. Yes. AOL, I think I ended up selling it for about a third of what I paid for it. You could have bought out Raj. <laughs> I know. Like I could own your contracts, Labar. I still can't wrap my back to the reaction. <laughs> delayed reaction. That was pretty funny. I still can't I still can't wrap my head around the fact that we might not have fans watching wrestling in person for the rest of this calendar year. Like SummerSlam, like Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, like this all might like got, got, uh, rumble in January. I don't know. Like I'm just like freaked out by the fact that like this might be what we're looking at as WWE programming in the PC for the next year. I don't know. It's just wild. Just... And it's no disrespect to the talent that's going to have to go there and perform this. Matt, you can imagine this is not easy. It's shitty, the situation they're in. Um, but I feel like... I don't know. I don't want to say this could be like soulless programming. I know the talent's going to put their all into it, but at the same time, like this is not going to feel normal. This is not going to feel vital. Mm. You know, it's not going to have that electricity. No, that's why I hope, I hope it pushes them to try something new again. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just crazy, but Hey, we need stuff to take our mind off things, you know? And I think uh, especially those of us that are fortunate, uh, you know, enough to, um, 
I mean, think about all the people on the front lines right now. I mean, you have like the the first responders, the healthcare workers, the grocery store workers, all the essential workers. I mean, Matt, look at what you're doing in in uh, Longwood. I mean, for myself, it's like, yeah, I run my business. My business is going well. But looking at it where it's, you know, I'm fortunate that I can work from home. I do have the luxury each night to say I'm going to put on TV and take my mind off things. There are people that are, one, working, busting their ass, working harder than they ever have uh, in the middle of this shit. And then there are people that don't have the luxury to even be entertained because they're financially devastated by what's going on. So I feel like as an audience to be fickle and sort of diss it is sort of shitty given everything that's going on there right now. But at least, I mean, I recognize that like we're in this position to watch this stuff, you know, and it, it makes me feel bad for having a negative opinion of it given all the more important things that are going on in the world. Um, sorry, just um, right, Jackson. You gotta let it go. You gotta let it out. Jackson Callens, four ninety nine. Just want to thank Matt and the podcast in general. I go to a recovery program tomorrow for alcohol. Ten year battle, ready and excited. All my love, guys. Now, Jackson, we've talked on Twitter. You're going into yeah. recovery tomorrow. Good luck. That's great. Wow. Good luck, man. Incredible. Yeah, that is incredible, my friends. Good stuff, Jackson. That's a really tough addiction to kick. I would argue one of the toughest because it's readily every everywhere, right? So. It's very good. That's where you're going. They're going to create a good structure. Structure is going to be your key to success. Great wall of China, if you will, of structure around yourself once you get out of there as well. And you're going to implement the different places of structure that they gave you while you're in there. And you, it's one of those deals that you have to literally, this is what I had to do. I had to drive in different directions. I had to drive everywhere I could to stay away for me from the different pharmacies I used to go hit up for my painkillers. Um, it's crazy. So, so just know that number one, the first step you're taking right now is immense, probably the biggest of them all. Um, and then just take this literally minute by minute, not even day by day, take it minute by minute, you know, and congratulations. Holy shit. That takes some real, real huevos, my friend. Good. Congratulations. Yeah, absolutely, man. And let us know how it goes, Jackson. Best of uh, luck to you in all of this. Uh, Let's see. Do we have anything else? Nope. Good. Okay. We're back, we're back Friday night. Back Friday night. Um, oh no, Raj this Friday, but Monday we get Raj. Did you and say Raj. oh no? It's, did you say oh no is Raj this Friday? I said oh no. I said oh, we get no Raj this Friday. Matt, last uh, Friday, Raj. <laughs> was, you have no idea, Matt. You have was, no idea. I, I do have an idea by his amount of tweets I got about it. So trust, I have something. something like, of a I've idea. seen Raj with one drink in him before, but this Raj was flying, baby. Like, this was something else. Like, shooting on Meltzer, like, just going oh, off God. about all variety of topics. Uh, it was great. He, he dropped the F word on He dropped the F word on Meltzer. He was, he was yeah, what you, shoot. What he was the quote about Meltzer? I, I don't remember. I don't he was shooting. But I'll, I'll send you, man. And then, like I said, he, I'm, I'm trying to negotiate more money. He's chugging Jack. I mean, it was insane. <laughs> it was... On the air? Yes, on the air. In front of you, you can watch. You can see his his drink. And then I started drinking because I, I felt like I needed to keep up with him. So I started. So poor freaking Glenn was just. Uh, it was... I was just rolling with it, man. Um, yeah, but Monday. <laughs> We're going to have Raj. We're going to have Ryback. Raj back together on this podcast with me and Matt Morgan. Uh, oh, we have to talk about Raw. 
Man, I want to talk about anything else but Raw Monday night. No, I'm not letting us do that with, with those two on the show. We will have fun. Uh, I will make sure of it. Okay, there you go. And I will. we will be making Raj as humanly uncomfortable as possible <laughs> the entire episode. Hey, speaking of speaking of past episodes, right in front, right in front of his man crush, no ass. Speaking of past episodes, so obviously I wasn't here on Monday. Glenn, oh, why? Yeah, why have I been getting? Anything. Why have I been getting? Well, apparently I did. Why have I been getting people tweeting me about you and a thermometer? Go watch the episode, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> apparently, you oh, defiled a, a thermometer. <laughs> you defiled. <laughs> <laughs> what is this about? Come clean. Uh, that's no. not even it's his cell job to his poor wife is the best part of that story. Oh, so man. the recap is I <laughs> Matt Morgan said with everything going on in the media, it's very easy to get up in your own head. And even when you have a cough, you're convinced, oh my god, I've got coronavirus. What am okay. I gonna do? Yes. All right. I was talking about my experience where I've had probably two or three of those uh since this has happened. And uh one night I took my temperature and I was like this this has got to be wrong. This can't be accurate. I looked online. It's the most accurate way to take your thermo uh, your temperature with the thermometer is rectally. Oh, and so we no. we have the thermometer covers. I put that on. I took the temperature. Uh, <laughs> thankfully, it was not a fever. And the next day, I told the story to my wife, and she said, "Well, you have to throw out the thermometer now because I'm never using it." And I said, "It had a cover on it. I cleaned it after. It's still a perfectly good thermometer." <laughs> that's the best part is he he tries to really slow the story down when he talks about putting a cover over it by the way did you notice that well he really thinks this is okay to keep well, and then so you, I, so, so, alcohol. well you have well you have like these the thermometer the condoms does kill everything for what it's worth it technically does kill everything for what it's worth yes no. Th thermometer no. thermometer condoms are not suffice if you're it's sticking it up your butt thermometer condoms that is what they are you're right no. It's what they use at a doctor's office. They, at a doctor's office, they do the exact same thing, the exact same procedure. Oh, my God. You and, think they use the same thermometers that they put up somebody, yes. you know what, and then they give it under somebody's tongue a minute later? I'm sure that's happened before. I'm not saying that happens all the time. I am almost guarantee oh you that it's happened God. before. I'm not letting anybody ever take my temperature again then. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, man. But well, anyhow, that, that, that explains why I've been getting tweets about you and a thermometer. Yes, Thank and you. then uh, I had to go through and try and find and buy another thermometer so my wife can have her own now. Because my wife doesn't trust me with uh, the household thermometer anymore. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, you're... Did you get the hey? Did you get the one for your forehead yet? That that one? No, um, no, dude, they're not in stock anywhere. You can't find thermometers anywhere right now. Oh wow! <laughs> so as I said, I ended up having to buy a fertility thermometer, which works exactly the same way. That's how it's getting with Lysol, by the way. I don't know where it is where you guys are. Where I'm yeah. at is impossible to get Lysol. Yeah, bleach wipes, um, yeah. anything. Yeah, my my parents are five hours away down in Maryland. They can't find any Clorox wipes. I had to search search up here in Pittsburgh. I got some and mailed some to them because they had nothing. Because it's 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 crazy. Like what in certain parts of the country where things are, yeah, disappearing. And we're being judicious now with. Uh the uh the bleach wipes we have so matt with like cleaning groceries i'm like i can clean like 20 things with one bleach wipe it still smells like bleach oh. it still must be good no you're, you're right I'm, I'm now doing the same thing with my wipes I, ironically you said that but the life is really what i was going to town on now i yeah. think i wasted too much of it 
I know it's it's such and that's the point, Matt. When they tell you it's open, society's open, everybody. Go back out there. Go wear my mask and gloves. Yeah. I'm going to no arena. Yeah, in our county, uh, it's going to be mandatory as of this weekend if you are out and about in any enclosed area. Masks. Yeah, to wear masks. So we're all prepping. And the for reason that. for it is in case somebody breaks social distancing. You know what I mean? Well, and it's not Every only social distance yeah. and walks by and sneezes on you or coughs on you, like, and they have it, you know? And uh, the thing about it is, though, is remember, it's not just to protect you from them. It's to protect them from you. It actually oh, uh, you're you being asymptomatic could easily yeah. pass it along. But you could be that one coughing, I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Raj was tweeting today. People talking about, like, handshakes. Handshakes will be a thing of the past. They will. I hate that so much. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor Fauci said. Yeah, Doctor Fauci said we should not be handshaking. Even when we get back to somewhat, the the handshake yeah. should be outlawed. So now uh, you know, all the wrestlers they can elbow dap. You know, no more, no more handshaking. I mean, that's so crazy to me. Like I told you, I even like hug people usually. That that sucks. That's such a personal thing. Like I don't know about you guys. Didn't your dad like teach you how to shake somebody's hand appropriately at one point? Right. Yeah. Like. It's a big for interviews and stuff. It's a big, it's like a big for looked at that. Yeah, it's a big first impression thing. How do you shake a hand? Yep. I mean, but I think, uh, you know, it's that's this probably like one of the smaller cultural changes, but definitely big on a uh, larger level. Cause you're right. I mean, such a tradition in this country. Uh, anyhow, thanks everyone for hanging with us tonight. This yes, is once again, you. been fantastic. You guys look almost a thousand people on a Wednesday. This is fantastic. Watching us live doing this Thank show. You the tens of thousands that download it and watch it afterwards. Um, seriously, you guys are the reason we do this. Even with the Thank silly you. memes, having to, to explain to people, uh, you know, why, Glenn, why are there all these like pictures with your face and like a baby and a thermometer up its butt? And I have to say, well, it's because we have awesome fans. <laughs> sometimes I'm literally the butt of the joke. Uh, but <laughs> Friday night, me, Justin, Matt, we'll be back here. And Matt, give your plug uh, for that bit.ly link there. I'm good. They've actually oh. a lot of the ones have come, a lot of fans have come out and have uh, DM me. I've DM that DM them back the directions on how to get signed up for up live. Nice. Um, yeah, and uh, again, continue to DM you guys with more questions that you guys have. I can answer for you. Sounds good. Well, on that note, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane. We'll catch you back here Friday on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Done it. Done it. Done it. Done it. Boom.